Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Otafu Susume, or Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse. I'm Wesley. And I'm Jen. So let's get started. Today we are here with a special episode. Isn't every episode special? I mean, it involves us, and we're pretty special. Yay! Yay! You are special. Thanks, dear. I love you. I feel like I'm being patronized here. No, no, no. I actually do love you. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, yeah. So why, why, why is this special? It's the first time we've reviewed something like this. Like what? It's a card game! Woo! <laughs> that, just, that was not very exciting at all, was it? It was not. It's, it's giving me <laughs> bad feelings about where this is going. But uh, for those listening in the States and other Western countries, this is about a card game that is actually getting a pre-release this month. And a major release next January, but it's been out in Japan now since earlier this year. It is the new version of the Digimon card game. Not the one from the late 90s that you may remember. No. Not the one that all. tried to compete with Pokemon and just got trounced. I don't think the card game directly tried to compete as much as the anime did. Mm, the card game... I mean, anything that came out at that time that tried to be anime, card game, or Game Boy Color game was trying to compete with Pokemon. <laughs> Or wanted to be Pokemon. Exactly. But I think also just everything had a card game at the time. Card games on motorcycles. Even that, yes. Yeah. That didn't even start as a card game manga. Yeah, which you discovered recently. Which I discovered recently because of you. Which I rediscovered recently. But yes, but we're getting off the subject. Yes. Digimon. Digimon. Digital monsters. Digimon are the champions. Change into, into digital, digital champions, champions to save the digital world. <laughs> you nerd. So uh, now that we've shown our age there. <laughs> oh, I was just actually just commenting to someone the other day how whenever I think of Digimon, that's the song that goes that's through my head. That's the song, yes. Yes. Anyone in Japan, and it's going to be Butterfly. I only know that song because I listened to the song. Like I didn't watch it with the anime because I watched the anime in English. Yeah, and, and that song, you know, is at karaoke or things like that, or you'll see it always on, if you're watching Japanese TV, TV they'll have like, oh, best anime song list, and that'll be on it. And it's super popular and everything. But you say the word Digimon to me, and I'm immediately back to... Digimon. Digimon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's going a little bit off topic, but kind of like the Pokemon theme. When you say Pokemon theme, you think, I want to be the very best. 100%. And, and that was actually a thing with the recent Pikachu movie where Pikachu sings that song. Oh, we had an issue with that too. And the Japanese are like, I don't get it. Like, what is what is this like well, they, they translated the lyrics really literally they as translated well. it literally and you and i both walked out of the theater commenting on that going even if it's different why wouldn't you just translate the lyrics to be the lyrics from the japanese opening yeah or even if i mean they might not have been able to get the the licensing for that but then you could have translated it's, it in a way that made it funny even if it wasn't funny in the same way how would they not get the licensing you have to have dealt with the pokemon company and they control all pokemon worldwide no 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 sometimes the artists will have the rights to their own music so if you want oh, to reuse it you have to pay the artist that that's very true yeah whereas digimon just avoided the whole thing by completely creating a new song well but no that's the thing is that not only they create a new song but like when they release the movie in the west they just license movie music 
Oh, for the wait, so it's the same music in the Western Japan or No they... no. The Western version of the movie A took well, two Japanese movies and made it into one. Three Japanese movies. Two. Three. Was it three? It was three. Three Japanese movies and they spliced it into one. Oh. And then they got like just popular music like one week by the bare naked ladies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> Digimon is a weird franchise. Really weird. But my childhood memories had me enjoying Digimon. Yes. I I think the anime was definitely better than the Pokemon anime. Those I, two were like the big things of the time, so I can't separate them. Did you, I mean Digimon, Pokemon, there's a bit going on there. They're monsters. But it definitely was the whole big thing going on, you know, between that and, and like there was even smaller ones like Monster Rancher and things like that. Oh, yeah. That was on Channel 5 in the UK. No one watched it. <laughs> Ouch. And luckily for me, at this point, the Digimon card game is sticking around the bits that I remember most. Like the original 1997 version? Yeah. I guess what they call Digimon Adventures and the Digimon Adventures 2. I never got into that. I got into the Pokemon card game. <laughs> no, but I mean this this card game. This card game. This okay. card game. Thus far is mostly the Digimon that I know. So when they're talking about oh, new Digimon. Like actual... Like the monsters themselves, the not monster. the card game. Okay. Yeah, you know, the monsters yeah. themselves. They so, use all the Digimon from season one. Yes. There, there's some ones that I see and I go, I have no idea who this is. But when they're talking about like, you know, you got the Dark Generals and you got Bergamon and Akumon and Patomon and all of the ones that I remember from my childhood before I checked out. Yeah. And I can tell you exactly when I checked out. <laughs> <laughs> when did you check out? Digimon Tamers. Oh, that was season three, wasn't it? I think so. With the bunny rabbit that he draws and it comes to life for no, some no. reason. He draws the red one. He draws the red one? I thought he, he had the green one. No, no. It's the other guy he runs into is like the smart one of the group. Okay. Who is like, oh, you've got a Digimon, but you're being really stupid about it. Let me tell you how to have a Digimon and not be an idiot. And that's the one who's got Terriermon who becomes the bunny. But oh, he's okay. he's, he gets He draws Gimon. Who then digivolves into Growlmon, which is the worst name ever. And he's like, oh my god, I have an actual Digimon now. What do I do with this? I'm going to go take it to my local park and chain it up inside a shed so people don't find out I've got a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't remember anything apart from the rabbit because that was the only thing I liked about it. And then the cool, too cool for school owner girl has the fox. Run him on. Uh, yeah, I don't remember any of this. You don't remember any? I, I also checked out in season three. That's because it's a good place to check. I did, for me, I hated the main character. Mm -hmm. And they really went overboard on the, like, Guillemon was just too stupid and naive. Mm. Like, not even the Babymon from the first season were that bad. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, we don't know what we are. We're little blobs of mush. But we still have, we're still more put together than Guillemon. Was this giant annoying childlike dinosaur? When I actually, you know what I just realized? What Digimon was an isekai? Yes, hundred percent. With a bunch of kids getting, you don't have isekai anymore. With a bunch of kids being transported to another world, it's always individuals. That's true, huh? And it used to be more of a thing because, like, even in something like um, El Hazard, mm. you had two kids and their gym teacher get sucked into an alternate <laughs> world. <laughs> uh, that was a fun time. In my day, but no, yeah, groups it was, of children would be abducted to other worlds. It was also <laughs> kind of like the proto: you got sucked into a video game, but if you die here, you die in real life. Yeah, but I mean, they—it wasn't just their minds that were stuck in the video games; it was their body. That's but true. wait, was it 
a video game or was it just a digital world? It was a digital world, I guess, but but it's kind of a video. I mean, all all of the modern ones seem to be video games. Yeah, but I mean, like oh, I don't know. Like I guess it's one of those things where if you really look at it, it's just going to be confusing and not work at all on any level. But to go back to what you were saying earlier, I do think that Digimon as a story, especially for like that first season or first adventure did a better job at telling a story than rather than like pokemon which just existed to sell toys oh yeah digimon yeah. existed to sell toys i'm not gonna be wrong there no but they actually and it worked decided <laughs> to tell a story to do it and make a show that could stand on its own well digimon came before pokemon but pokemon became more famous in the west and so people think that digimon ripped off pokemon i never thought it ripped one or the other off but i didn't know it came first mm-hmm. digimon came first Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I actually don't know which part of Digimon came first, whether it was the anime or something else. Maybe little Tamagotchis? Because that was a major big thing, was you could get your little Digivices and raise your own Digimon on there. Yeah, that was fun. I never had one. I know uh, one of the Shenanabros, up to their shenanigans, Kenny, <laughs> has a whole collection of Digivices. Wait, does he? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Aww. He used to do a thing where he'd take him to cons and try to get con guests to pose with his digivice Aww. and take a picture of him. Nerd. Very much so. That reminds me of another interesting bit that I've only discovered since actually playing this game because as I, as we both before mentioned, this is the first Digimon thing I've really done in Japanese. Yes. I have played Butterfly on DDR and I, I have I, sung... I, I, no, wrong Butterfly. Butterfly. Oh. The Digimon one. Yeah, I know. I, I think know, it's I'm on joking. DDR. I don't know. I think I played no, on yeah. some rhythm. No, maybe it was Taiko no Tatsujin. I don't know. It's on some rhythm game. And I have sung it at karaoke because other people were singing it. And it was this whole crowd thing. But the, this card game is the first real thing I've done in Japanese with Digimon. And some of the things that to me were such staples I found were only in the West. I mean, we both already in this thing said Digivolve. Mm-hmm. Oh. The word Digivolve doesn't exist in Japanese. No, no, it doesn't. It's just Evolve. It's just the Japanese for Evolve. Oh, yeah. Shinka. Yeah. Evolve. No uh, Digivolve. So I'm now really wor- wondering, is a Digivice a Digivice? I need to make a uh, correction. Okay. Pokemon did come first. The game came out in 1996. Yes. And the Digimon anime came out in 1997. Oh, okay. But they were a game and an anime. So the anime for Digimon came out before the anime for Pokemon. But the game and the card game for Pokemon came, came out, out before first. the anime, yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry. Yes, so there's only Evolve in Japanese. Yeah, so it makes me wonder, like, for these other things, like, Digivice, is that a, is that a Japanese word? Or what, what word is that? Or, I don't know. It's not in the card game. We, yeah, we don't have any Digivices yet in the card game. Because we don't have any people. It's only well, Digivice. You get Tamers. There's oh, Tamer cards. yeah, no, you're right. There are people. All the Tamers, of course, change name, which has been massively confusing me when playing the game. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay two memory to play Matt here. And then I pause and go, I mean, Yamato. But weirdly enough, the main character's name sounds really Japanese because it's Tai. Tai was Tai. Tai was Tai. I think they may have changed the spelling. but And they did actually a really good job at taking all the Japanese names and coming up with Western names that were really close. Mm. Like Takeru became TK. Joe is Joe. Um, Izzy is Izumi, I believe, in Japanese. So they did a really oh, yeah. good Actually, job. His at... name's Izzy Izumi. Izzy is the Western name. Yeah, but no, his actual name in... No, it's not. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just looking at a list that has them very similar. Yeah, Kairi in, in Japanese is Kamiya. 
Wait, why would you change Kairi? Kairi is already a Japanese name. I think it's her family name. Mm-hmm. This is like Tai Kamiya, Kairi Kamiya. Yeah, you're yeah, right. that's the family, family name. name. Yeah, I don't. I think Mimi she Tachikawa. got through for not having getting her. Mimi stayed as Mimi. So weirdly enough, yeah, the Sora names. Sora became Sora was Sora. Yeah, Sora is Sora. So they kind of kept them, they but kept they also they kept their last names as Japanese names. Yeah. The other thing that I've discovered that is an entirely Western thing that doesn't seem to exist on the cards at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going, wait, is this a real thing? Is this just a Western thing? Is my whole childhood been a lie? Yes. So we sang the song when we started this episode. Be- yes. And part of the song, you've got him going like, oh, did you evolve into champion? Did you evolve into ultimate? Did you evolve into, then they go into mega and all these different forms. Yeah. I don't think champion, ultimate, or mega are Japanese terms. Oh. You sit there looking through the cards and none of them talk about that. They've got like different levels for their evolution. And then if you look at like the really small text, they talk about, you know, Digitama are your Digimon eggs or your baby Digimon or whatever. But there's no such thing as ultimate or mega or champion or any of that on the I Japanese mean, version of the card. The songs in the West did take liberties. No, but but it's in the show too. It's not just the song. Mm, they actually talk about digivolving into ultimate form or whatever. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it just isn't in the card game. Or maybe it doesn't exist at all. I Yeah. It's, it's, in Japan. It's one of those things that I'm reevaluating everything I thought I knew about Digimon. Which wasn't much to begin with anyway. But. Which is true. So yeah, I guess, I, as I said, I checked out about season three, Tamers. And so then I hear people talking about things like Frontier and all this. I'm like... There's more Digimon? And wasn't there a whole re... Wait, was it a reboot movies that came out or were they, just se- were they sequels? I don't know because there is something called Digimon Adventures coming out right now. Yes. And it looks like the kids are older. So I think it would be a follow-up because they were definitely like don't know. really young in the original show. And they're all wearing high school uniforms in the pictures I've been seeing for the new ones. I think That's they're high true, school uniforms. Yes. And you know they have to at least be somewhat older because the two youngest from the first group, TK and Kairi, were then the two oldest for the second group when season two started. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've done this whole Digi world before. And the other guy's like, yeah, but I'm wearing goggles and this is a Digimon show, so I'm the main character. (laughs) (laughs) So are you saying that we need to go off and watch the new ones? Because I think they're movies. I don't think they're series. They had the movie, like Digimon Try. Yeah, but I thought there's a series of movies. Was it? I think so. Uh, every uh, actual real Digimon fans are probably listening to this and being going, "Oh my god, you two are so bad." But actual Digimon fans who are listening to this are probably in the West, which means they don't have the card game yet, and we do. Wow, you're a dick. I know. So should we actually talk about the card game? Yes, I haven't played a trading card game in 20 years, which we realized because Wes was like, "Oh." I wonder what Magic the Gathering is doing now. I remember blank, blank, and blank. Oh, crap. That was 20 years ago. And none of it exists anymore. <laughs> none of it exists anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then crying over the number of old Magic the Gathering cards he sold that are now worth hundreds of dollars. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it just, yeah, yeah, no, don't, no. <laughs> My Sliver Queen. My Frixian Dreadnoughts. Plural. No. Anyway. You're really cute, but I don't understand what you're saying. Fair enough. But people who play magic listening to this will understand those words. And maybe they'll share my pain. But no, I hadn't played. So I had played a few card games as a kid, but the two I most played were Magic the Gathering and then a bit of Pokemon. And I can't really tell you why, 
other than I think I actually started to get money and then other people stopped playing and then I realized I wanted to spend money on other things that weren't cardboard. Mm. And so somehow in the year 2000, I stopped buying cards for 20 years. Aww. Jen, on the other hand. Oh, yeah. No, when I was younger, I didn't have any friends. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Way to so bring it down here. I never played trading card games with other people. Like, I never had Pokemon battles. I never had Yu-Gi-Oh battles, even though that was, like, the big things of the time. Even in the UK, they were huge. Um, to the point where, you know, they got banned at school, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't... Magic never got too crazy, but Pokemon, something about it set kids off, and it got all card games banned because yeah. of Pokemon. I think because there was too many fights happening and people stealing other people's cards and da 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 da, da and they're like, no, this is banned. Don't bring it to school. I wonder what it was about Pokemon that did it, because as I said, magic, that never happened to Magic. Uh, probably because Pokemon was more accessible than Magic. True. It was a huge fat at the time. Mm-hmm. And when it's popular, it's popular. Yeah. Just look at Kimetsu no Yaiba in Japan right now. Woof. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, those were the big things at the time, and I never played them as fighting games, um, except I did have the PC game where you could play against a computer. Um, but I did collect Pokemon cards. Um, and then sporadically... Got back into it once every six months, maybe. Maybe once a year I'd get back into collecting Pokemon cards and then stop again because I realized I spent way too much money on them. So the only reason I bring it up... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Is... I know what you're going to say. We've moved a couple of times. We have, yes. And every time we move... And we not just, like, moved house. We've moved states and we've moved country. We've moved oceans. I have moved oceans multiple times. Yes. And every time we move, yeah, there's always one box yeah. minimum. <laughs> it's just only one box minimum. It's only one box now because I took them out of the binders. Yeah, where did my Hello Kitty binder end up? Was I don't know. Of Pokemon cards that make the journey with us. Yes, they kind of have to come with us at this point. They're part of the family. They're part of the family. They're my Pokemon cards. I have a few, maybe. It's not as many as actually exist. And I don't know how many I have, and organizing them is a pain in the ass, so... But I don't have that many. I could have more. That why sounds like look- a threat. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I, it was just... It's a weird mirror image of each other. Now, I grew up in Seattle, and trading cards... Trading card games, specifically. Not trading cards, but trading card games were born in Seattle. What, like coffee? Yes. Why would, what is it with Seattle and everything being like, okay, so trading card games were born in Seattle. Wait, was that Magic the Gathering? Yes. Huh. It was the world's first, back then they called them collectible card games. And then evidently something about that name started setting people off and or, I'm not entirely sure why, but now they're called trading card games. It's an interesting change and I'm sure there's a lot of lawyers who had a say in why that name got changed. But back then they were called collectible card games. (laughs) And so, but it's, I'm just, it's a weird parallel that. I was there kind of for the birth of card games as a child, playing them for five years like mad, and then dumped them for two decades. And you, 5,000 miles away, didn't really play them, but you have collected them Mm -hmm. for over two decades. Yes. And now there's a new game. Correct. That we are apparently getting into. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. I think one, because it's, it's like the birth of a game. So I've tried to get into magic in the past, and it's always been like... 
I, I remember you trying to teach me how to play magic and there's just so many rules and different ways to play depending on the cards and it's like blah 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 and like blah and and yet and but when you were like oh let's get this new card game and I'm like mmm okay I'll do it for you and then you bring it back and it's really really easy to learn and it's really easy to play and I'm like oh I can actually get into this because there aren't many cards and there aren't many ways to play. So I can like learn the basics really easily. It's really easy to get into. Yeah, it's the way they did the release in Japan was they started off with the three starter decks, like red themed around Agumon, blue themed around Gabumon, and uh, yellow yellow themed around Padamon. So, you know, you got like Angelmon and Angelwoman and all those. And so it, it's directly designed to hit you in the nostalgia mm-hmm. the starter decks were 500 yen a piece which is what five dollars so yeah less than five dollars so it was super cheap i think in the west they're charging ten dollars per starter deck but yeah. they're including like a booster pack or two in there that's almost that's actually what they used to do with pokemon cards mm-hmm. was it be about 10 pounds in the uk for a, a starter pack i i really like the cheap ease of access that we've got going over here in japan or just 500 yen one coin to get a starter deck and that's really 500 yens are in coins guys yeah sorry (laughs) but you'll see a lot of things around japan that are talking about like a one coin lunch and it means it's 500 yen because you can just one coin and you're done easy and i really like that i do also though i don't know part of me realizes that trading cards are the original loot boxes for children yes and so encouraging them to get the gambling is because that's what it is under a less pretty name no no no. if it was gambling it would be banned in japan but it's not banned in japan so it's not gambling it's fine exactly so convince trying to lure kids into that with the promises of shiny cards does feel a bit sketch to me but But also shiny cards (laughs) i like playing card games (laughs) even if i haven't done it forever i sit down and i play some card games like well this is kind of fun (laughs) So we did, we, we sat down and we played this, even though I was very skeptical. And it was fun. Like, it has a really easy... The way you introduced it to me was about magic has all these complicated energy tapping systems. I... You keep saying this. You showed up at my house one day with a magic deck and said, Hey, I picked up a deck of magic. You used to play this, right? Do you want to play? Okay, so... And I went, sure. So that was when we started dating... And I wanted to impress you. <laughs> so I wanted to be interested in the things that you were interested in. And I wanted to impress you. And so I brought the cards. <laughs> I hadn't played Magic in over a decade at that point. I know, but I wanted to like show you how much of a nerd I was. I wanted to appeal anyway. Can we change the subject? <laughs> I'm just saying, before anyone gets on me for saying, why would you teach her Magic? That is the worst thing you could do. How did she manage to stick around? She brought it on herself. Because I was trying to impress you. And you did. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mag- magic is like an insurmountable pile of cards right now. It is impossible to get into, I would say, for anyone just because it is so dense and so old. And it's this broken, broken juggernaut that's only moving because there's so many cards. It has too much weight to stop. It's like one of Newton's laws of physics in motion at this point, where it's moving, and so you can't stop it because there's nothing big enough to actually stop magic. Hasbro's trying. They are trying their damnedest. To stop it. Yeah. But as you were saying, this was brand new. There weren't 
a ton of things to get into. Mm -hmm. And it was, as I said, aiming straight at that nostalgia factor. And a really easy to understand energy system. Yeah, that's it's. Which is how you sold it to me. Yeah. And basically what you do is you, um, you play cards, which cost energy. And as soon as you use up too much energy and your energy bar goes into your opponent's energy section, your turn's over and their turn begins. And they get to spend however much energy is in their section. So you have to try and like play cards in a way that doesn't use up too much energy so you don't give your opponent too much energy. But you really want to use a lot of energy in order to use your really impressive cards. Anyway, it's a really interesting system. Yeah, it's it's. I keep describing it like this when I talk about it. But it's very much a press your luck system. Mm. Where it's kind of like, I can spend just a little bit more to play this bigger Digimon with the hope that my opponent isn't holding something big in their hand to make use of the energy I'm about to give them. Mm-hmm. Memory, they call it. But And it works really well because you don't have to fill your deck with a bunch of just useless cards that you either don't draw enough of at the beginning of the game or you draw too many later in the game and just screw your strategy. And it lets you just focus on why you're playing the game, which is the Digimon. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I also think because there was a Digimon card game that came out in the late 90s that died. I don't think it ever really was huge in the West. Yeah, I don't remember. But that one had this whole big thing where, like in the show, certain Digimon digivolve into certain Digimon. Mm -hmm. And in the card game that we're playing, it's pretty open-ended. Yeah, you can digivolve or evolve any Digimon in your hand into any other Digimon as long as it's the next level up. And so long as the colors match. And as long as the colors match. Yes. So it doesn't have to be, what is it, uh, Agamon Digivolve into Greymon. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Is it Greymon? Yeah. 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 So, and I think that works really well to keep the game fast paced and flowing. Because in the older one, it would be very specific. Your Agumon could only become a Greymon or things like that. You know, there were some kind of workarounds here and there, but it was very specific. So it very kind of locked you into mm. Digimon families in a way. But there was still also the color types and it became this whole intricated web and mess that I think is just another barrier to entry. So there's still like a lot of room for tactics and decision making. But the cards are clean and they're pretty and the game is fun and engaging. And really open and fluid so i mean a match only can take anywhere between 10 minutes and 20 minutes i think that's what i really like about it is it's quick because sometimes we sit down and we play a game like we play um heart of crowns so what it's called heart of crowns heart of crown heart of crown sorry singular um and that can take like an hour maybe an hour and a half yeah it's i mean it's it's an, it's an investment game. And you have to set it all up, and it takes so much more work. Yeah. Whereas this is just, oh, hey, let's just whip this card game out and play it for 10 minutes. Yeah. I think that's actually another thing I like about it, is that unlike what Magic has become now, or unlike what Pokemon always was, you don't need a lot of extra equipment to go with it either. Mm -hmm. You're not leaving damage counters all over the table. You're not flipping half a dozen coins every other turn. Yeah. There's nothing really complicated about it. Yeah. But there's, despite me saying that, there is still a lot of room that you have to make decisions mm-hmm. which i think works well mm. and a little bit of strategizing not too much because i'm really weak at strategizing because i never had that competitive exposure as a child um and which is why you always beat me at games that's not true um well that's no, it's not true when the game is very simple and it doesn't involve much strategizing like this hey, where i can sometimes win <laughs> hey wait a minute <laughs> but only sometimes but only for now but only for now 
We were actually just talking before we went on the air. Which made us think about this. Which made me think about it, and that the Digimon card game is actually at this moment facing two things that as a translator always frighten me whenever I'm working on projects. Mm-hmm. And that Digimon, as we've said, has over 20 years of history. And so as a translator working on a card game, you're probably not the person who worked on the original translation. Not just that, but it was during the era of changing everything. Everything. Like Onigiri into Jelly Donuts kind of era. Well, it's like we were saying, Digivolve and Digivice and Champion Mega Ultimate and all those types of things. They don't exist in Japan. They don't exist, but they do exist in the West. And all these Digimon got names in the West, some of which match their Japanese counterparts and some of which don't. (laughs) Most of which don't. Most of which don't. (laughs) (laughs) Which is an issue. Which is an issue because if you have those diehard fans who've been with it and you're trying to hit that nostalgia vein, like we were saying, you don't want to change it too much. Well, you don't want to change it at all because those are also licensed names. You can't have the IP if you then change their names. I mean, you can, I mean, but it's it still, would, like you said, it would be weird. True, and it is all owned by Bandai. They're releasing it in both countries. They own everything Digimon-related, so they can change okay, whatever they so want. they can change it. Because they're Bandai. It's theirs. <laughs> but then you get to the second problem. Which is? In translation, as a translator, you only know what more or less what anyone else knows. Like So if I'm working on a volume of manga or if I was working on a TV show or whatever, you know, for the TV show, I'll know one episode ahead because I'm the one translating that episode before most people get to watch it. But I don't know what's coming after that. Mm-hmm. And so there can be situations that are kind of open-ended in the source language, in Japanese in this case, that you translate to sound good while also crossing your finger and really hoping you're not writing yourself into a box later. Like, for example, um, especially if you don't see, if you can't see an image with what you're translating. Yes. Um, one of the issues in Japanese is that there aren't any plurals. Mm-hmm. And so you could have a word for something and you're like, oh, uh, like boxes. I'm going to translate this as boxes. And then an image comes out with it that you didn't see before that only has one box. And you're like, crap, this is now a mistranslation because it doesn't show you what's on the screen. On what's in the picture yeah and so that kind of thing can also dig you into a corner Damn. dig you and dig you into a corner digging him deep <laughs> yep <laughs> that, that's english <laughs> but so i was actually i was commenting to jen before we started that this is actually becoming an issue now for the digimon card game where they change some of the digimon names but the names can have effects on abilities like one of the cards um i think it's a koromon or an agumon says that if you're Digivolve form has Greymon in the name, you get bonus security attacks, which is how you do damage to your opponent, which is great because that makes sense. You want your Agumon to Digivolve into a Greymon, into a Metal Greymon, into a War Greymon, and all that good stuff. It's The game doesn't force you to do the Digimon line, family lines, but it encourages it somewhat in these types of engagements, and so that's all great. But then they were just announcing, oh, the next set of cards is going to have Vritramon in Japanese, which in the West got its name changed to, oh, shoot, I've forgotten, Burn Greymon or Blaze Greymon or something like that. Which has Greymon in the name. Which has Greymon in the name, which means that the card would affect it even though the original Japanese doesn't have Greymon in the name. So what we have now is we have a rule in the Japanese that works differently to the English version, depending on how they translate the English version. Yeah. And some of actually some of the names 
because they've shown off some of the English cards because this is coming up for the pre-release. And I highly suggest that everyone go play it because it's amazing and it's tons of fun and shell, 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 go buy Digimon cards. But some, I know at least one of the names they have changed thus far. What, to the original anime name or to the Japanese name? To the Japanese name. Oh, really? Most of the names they were going through and they were putting in the original anime names, mm-hmm. things like Tailsmon became Katamon and all those types of things. But there was Lilithmon. And in the West, Lilithmon became Lelamon. Probably was, because... was she like an angelic demon type Digimon by any chance? Maybe slightly, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, okay. I can see why they changed she, it she's from a villain. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so they were trying to avoid any sort of Christian connotations. Christian connotations. Yeah. And that one, though, they've actually changed back in the official Western release to Lilithmon. Oh, interesting. Which, from what I've seen from the Super Weeb fans, hmm. not to disparage them too much, they're considering that a good change back. Yeah. But most of them are also saying Duftmon is a stupid name, and it's good that it's Leopardmon. It's just really bad that you have Leopardmon leopard form now. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I'm pretty sure that whatever decisions they make for the names or for any part of the translation, it has not been taken lightly, especially because, as you said, Bandai own everything Digimon. And I'm pretty sure they know how diehard their fans are. So I don't think they'll be like sending this out to some cheap translation company. I think they will actually be making very conscious decisions about how they translate the names and the terms for the Western release. Yes, I agree. And I, having looked at some of the images of the English cards on the website, it is also interesting that they are, because we were talking about how, you know, this was an older anime and the terms change, and they're doing that again further than the Japanese version of the card game does. So... Evolve became Digivolve again. Mm-hmm. We all knew that was going to happen. Memory is still memory because yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. But in, the Japanese cards are rife with the verb hakai sudu. Uh, to like destroy? To destroy. Which I think in English as a card game term, we just say discard. Usually, yeah. So what, what did they do for the English? Delete. Delete. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's really nice. The one that's, uh, and it fits with the whole digital theme, right? That's kind of messed up when you think about it, but yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. So you delete your enemy Digimon, and it lets them avoid the whole kind of death imagery that card games for children are usually trying to avoid anyway. Yeah, but I actually think that's kind of more messed up, but maybe that's just my They're brain. digital monsters you can delete. Fine, fine. We'll make this a Windows version, and you, move, you can recycle them. Yay! <laughs> You can save backups. It's fine, kids. But they've done that for a lot of them. For instance, uh, your card states, when they're ready to go, they're active. Mm -hmm. And when you use their ability or you attack with them, you rest them, Mm -hmm. which is Japanese computer terminology, but not Western. Is it? So So wait, wait. What's the term in Japanese? Rest and active. Oh, wait. Just resto. Yeah. Rest saseru, active suru. You know, Uh, it's all over the cards for when you're turning them sideways or essentially tapping and untapping. And in English, they've changed that now to suspend hmm. and then unsuspend, which to me sounds really janky, kind of. But mm. I, I like suspend. I just think unsuspend is like, I could have spent some more time on the whiteboard with that one. It's the opposite of suspend. It's unsuspend. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, from a translator's, from a translator's perspective, it is interesting to go and through and look at things like that because I know... As I said, my first fear is when you're beholden to old translations. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate it so much because you'll get locked into something that just sounds really janky. Yeah. Especially if the original was just bad or just, like we said, during the era of 
jelly donuts when everything was changed. Yeah. I think nowadays you could get away with not having jelly donuts and going back oh, to yeah, calling yeah. them. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. But I mean, I guess, I guess that only really applies to some series and not others. But yeah. I guess on some part, it really makes me want to go through and check a lot of those kids' anime I used to watch and just be like, how much was changed? Oh, a lot. Because I knew... Well, like we mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh! a couple times during this. Mm-hmm. You talked about Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, of me talking about the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga at the beginning. There's no Shadow Realm in Yu-Gi-Oh! What? You know how whenever they're playing games and someone gets sent to the Shadow Realm? Y- yeah. Yeah, there's no Shadow Realm in Yu-Gi-Oh! Wait, what? In the Japanese version? In the Japanese version. Wait, then what? So that was added for the Western release? Oh, yeah. Wait, what the hell? What happens in the West? Oh, did they just die? They die. <laughs> Whoa, they just die in the Japanese version? And or go insane, and or mind break, and or go missing, never okay, to be seen okay. again. Mind break does mean go insane. That's just a stupid Japanese term. Don't ever use that in English again. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's no Shadow Realm. Oh my god, so this whole time it wasn't... Wow. Yeah, when the evil Yugi shows up and starts challenging people to interesting games and the loser goes to the shadow realm he's got a body count (laughs) so what what's actually happening is they're going upstate to live on a farm yes (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i can see why they changed that though 100 it's from a western perspective it makes a lot of sense yeah i mean like there were little changes that i knew like in the Japanese version of the TV show for Yu-Gi-Oh! They just have actually Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. And in the Western version, they just have a picture of the monster and, like, an attack and defense number. And that was because of American laws that say you can't put blatant toy advertisements and call it a cartoon. Mm. So they were like, well, if we change the cards this much, is that not a toy advertisement? They went, yeah, sure, fine, no problem. So that's how they did (laughs) it. And then it it sold toys. Yeah, it's all sell toys anyway. Yeah. All toys are. All shows are. So I knew things like that, but there's some of these things that I just had no wow, idea. And it yeah, makes me I had look, no idea. It makes me look back on some of these and go like, wait, what else was changed? I mean, the big one I remember from when I was a kid, and I think we talked about this before during our Magical Girl conversation, was Cardcaptor Sakura. When in the original Cardcaptor Sakura, they edited out like the all the gay relationships and the relationships between a student and a teacher, which was understandable because she was in elementary school. And... Um, yeah, and like they cut out an episode where a child is left alone by their parent who goes to work, which is perfectly normal in Japan, but like a big no-no in the West. Or the Pokemon episode where they cut an entire episode because Ash gets a gun pointed at him. Oh, when uh, James get, gets boobs. They yeah. cut that one. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, shoot, I don't remember if this was just Urban Legend or not, but I heard they cut the episode or they cut the re-airing of the episode where Tentacruel destroys the city. Oh, yeah, I've heard re- that. Because it was supposed to be re-aired just post 9-11. Ooh. And then I guess probably not a good idea. But the, in the opening of the anime, it still would constantly show Tentacruel smashing skyscrapers. <laughs> but you never saw that in the West. Or there's, of course, the um, uh, One Piece. We were literally just talking about how many episodes there were in One Piece. Yeah. And how the original Western release would, like, Photoshop out guns and replace them with lollies and, like, pea shooters and that kind of thing. And springy hammers. Yeah. And yet the weirdest things, we're going through all of this. Mm -hmm. And besides, like we were saying, that they took numerous Digimon movies and made it into one movie. Mm. And they replaced some of the music with either new songs and or licensed pop songs. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Digimon like Angel Woman ever getting the boobs covered. That's because they already kind of were covered. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
enough. Andrew Woman's just had massive honkers since she first showed up. <laughs> I, I guess no. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they decided it was too much to edit. That I mean, you never see any like actual exposed boob. That's true. That's true. And in the West, like you still had a lot of TV shows that have a lot of boobage, major boobage. Um. Ah, oh, but I guess those weren't really aimed, aimed at kids. But the stuff that kids see anyway. I guess like Zeno always had the boobs on display. And that was a similar time period. Yeah, but never cleavage. Mm. And Angela Woman has big cleavage. Yeah. And Lady Devimon and Bastetmon. It kind of reminds me as well of, I, I know we're kind of going off the subject here, but the, what, what's acceptable in the West and what's acceptable in Japan. Like in Japan, gratuitous gore is not acceptable. acceptable. I can speak. So, like, when you have video games like Resident Evil that have a lot of gore in, when you get the Japanese released, it has things removed or... Isn't that just gore on screen, though? Yeah. Because you will still see, like, giant sprays of blood. You just won't see the actual sword going through someone. Yes. But no, actually, no, they still... They they tone down the blood as well. Interesting. But digital monsters don't have blood. No. (laughs) So that's fine. And it's perfectly fine to have, like, sexually explicit stuff involving children in japan or like a lot of potty humor i think like that one show nudity is okay yeah. but sexuality is not i would say well boobs are fine yes but i guess sexuality is something different from like sexual behavior running, is running, different from like kids running around naked yeah that kind of thing yeah. yeah okay again i guess that was my western sensibilities looking at it from a different from my own judgmental, what are they called? Soapbox. Soapbox? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was the point I'm trying to make is that we have very different standards between Japan and the West. It's true, which makes translation interesting. Interesting, <laughs> but often, often enough, at least for you, because you're a freelance translator, you don't have to worry about that because you just translate it, and then if there's an issue on the other side, then the editors will deal with that. I still put a lot of thought into it, though. That's true, because you. Are passionate about what you do because i'm a professional <laughs> i don't mean to say that other people are not that's not my intent here at all but there is it's always i think especially from a freelance perspective there's always this thought that it is going to get edited after you're done mm-hmm. so the less work you can give your editor the more likely your work is to be preserved mm-hmm. and you want to see your work in the final product and hope that your editor isn't an asshole and just changing things for the sake of changing things Sure. But no, that, that's, that's what I'm saying is that if you can make your editor think there's less work to be done, you're more likely to get your work into the final product. Yeah. So that's always kind of in the back of my mind when I'm doing it is do it right the first time and then maybe they won't change it. <laughs> but again, if there is something major problematic, then they might change it anyway. True. Very true. But I don't think we've ever had that issue. And I don't think we're going to notice it with this because we're going to keep buying the Japanese cards. True. I guess we'll just have to hear about it from, well, I guess I say we, I mean, you'll hear about it from people on the internet and then you'll tell me about it because I don't care that much. Only when it's entertaining. Only when it's funny. Ah, There was, they unveiled a new card today that'll come out in the next set. And instantly people were going, oh, this card's broken. Oh, there's going to be tons of power creep in this game. Why would you bother buying in? Oh, is that Japanese people saying that? No, Western people. Oh, okay. Uh it turns out there's other people who can read Japanese who knew. And I like I looked at it, I took one look at the card, I'm like, this card's not even very good. What are people complaining about? 
So I'm like, no, no, I don't want to get in something where people complain, just complain. No, let me have fun with my card games and relive my childhood. Then maybe you should stop looking at forums. No. <laughs> <laughs> you asked too much, Jen. Evidently. Hey, Jen. Yeah? Thanks for playing card games with me. Card games are motorcycles. We don't have motorcycles, but we do have bicycles. Car games are bicycles. That doesn't have the same ring. That's true. Maybe next time we play a children's card game. Anyway. <laughs> I think the only children's card game we're going to play is this for a while. Hooray! Unless you get into that weird sparkly one you keep showing me. That looks like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Cross with Digimon, Pokemon, everything. Yeah. What is that called again? Duel Masters. Duel Masters. Yeah, please don't get into that. So they tried to release Duel Masters in the West. And it failed. So they waited a couple of years, and they tried to release it under a different name in the West, and it failed. It's the biggest selling card game in Japan. Wow, really? It goes back and forth with Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah. Bloody hell. It's so weird what catches on between the two different countries. Yeah, please don't get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with Digimon for now. Uh, well, this has been another episode of Otofuzusume, or Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse. I was Jen. I was Wesley. And you can find us online at AnnaBrosCreative.com. Or on Twitter at AnnaBrosCreative. We'll see you next time. <laughs>